0: Hello, I'm here with Daniela Greenwood,
1: and I'm here with Murray boise Barlin, and we're looking at who cares? I I care, do you care? I sure do, and I think maybe our friends
0: Riley and Jake might care, in fact, I was quite curious as to your take on the whole idea, where should we start with this one, um, Daniela? I don't know,
1: I'm going to turn this around. What's your take? What, do you, what did you take away from, I mean, both were different but kind of similar. What, what is your gut feeling, Mo? I,
0: I had to listen twice. So we, we're talking about the, um, the Silver Nest, the home sharing, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Jake's Upside Home. home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, at first I was, I was curious. I was like, oh, where, where is this going? It sounds like a business deal. Uh, initially Um. so I had a second listen because I, at first I have to say I was a little bit skeptical but when I re-listened and listened to some of the, the the words that both the guys said I was really quite interested and taken and I I was really 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 taken by the concept of course of keeping the efforts to keep our elders living in the community and making decisions and making financial decisions that Could very well help them so that's what i i thought and i I really um there was something i wrote down which i'm just madly looking for yeah and it was we've been delivering care as a reactionary product we're moving older people away from community and the communities they know and love and this will increase the rate of decline
1: that's great jake
0: said that but i know that there were similar themes there
1: that's you know what i um I didn't pick up on that. But that is such a great point. We'll be delivering care as a reactionary. And you know what, Maury? That just speaks to bad policy making. in terms of it's like older people getting older and experiencing the world differently. Um, is there going to be a big surprise that we couldn't foresee in, in, in our policymaking? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I love that reactionary thing. I think it is generated through business ideas. Um, and why should, at, at any age in our life, we one group of society be removed from the market? I mean what's what does that mean? I think um I think it's fantastic that these younger people are experiencing firsthand what happens to their parents or grandparents and they're just going what? This is what we do to people? This is crazy. Why don't we just have a house in the suburbs or why don't people, why haven't people built apartment buildings or why aren't there any choices? And I think the number one thing that the research tells us that older people want um, is, is choices, but, that's not really revolutionary because that's what all of us want. Some of us want to live in apartments in the city, like me. Mm-hmm. Some of us want to live out at Phillip Island. Some of us want to live out in, you know, a bit of, bit of treescape. Some of us need big houses for families. Like this is just. I love that they're shattering that idea that older people are one homogenous group and it's okay <laughs> that we only offer them two choices. Stay in your home and then when you might just need a tiny bit of support, whack you into a facility. It's so fantastic that there's uh this kind of energy coming from these kind of people who were trying to be creative about all creating lots and lots of different possibilities for a, um, a group of the population.
0: This is what I thought, because initially I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. So I had to dive into it. And if we look at Silver Nest, for example, so let's take, you know, Silver Nest uh, first up. Sharehouses. The sharehouses. So, yeah. So you know, that is like a Pandora's box, because I've had and been in a number of sharehouses, I'm <laughs> sure we have, and I... We all have. ...that I was thinking about how that was fraught with peril in many directions, like how easy is it to get somebody that is compatible to you and, and how set are you in your ways? I know, you know, when I was I was sort of in my 40s and single and I had lots of people moving in with me because I had the, you know, I, I had the, uh, what do you call it, bond, uh, yeah. uh, uh, um, the bond, the lease. And, and I had lots <laughs> yeah. of people moving in and I did want yeah. to live with blokes because blokes are terrible. They're really messy, um, generally speaking, but I think <laughs> that's what I thought. Yep. And so I had um, some, some women uh, that came in and lived, and I was trying not to live with other actors because I didn't want, you know, I preferred to live with people with different uh, disciplines. So it became interesting. Yeah, our actors are pains in their neck. Just they're, horrible they're,
1: to live with. And they're home all day.
0: And they're home all day, and they're depressed because <laughs> they're not getting any gigs. So <laughs> I opened up the doors, and, you know, there were some great people, but I realized how set in my ways I was. Yeah. Um, that's what I learned. I saw myself, you know, going, oh, my God, do you need to rinse that out? And I was looking and thinking, like, I love the idea. I think it's terrific, um, you know, mixing, the uh, having multi generational home, you know, intergenerational homes, and the opportunity for people to rent their house out and to, to stay in their home where they may not be able to afford it. And I was thinking, you know, like, how do you, are there any disputes? That's what I wanted to hear about. Like, how do they resolve you know disputes because you do have a lot.
1: Well, how you did start. you resolve yours?
0: I kicked them out.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure that would happen in this space. <laughs> I, it I, it wouldn't be um, any, any different. Any, any different? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So that's what I got to thinking, and I thought, well, that's really exciting because you know it really it really puts you know um, potentially cats amongst the pigeons or pigeons in amongst the pigeons where they they can all be harmonious. And I just thought this is such a good idea. I was. I really realised my own bias, to be honest, when I listened to it, you know. And it really, and, and you know, I thought about the conversation with you today, and thought, you know, like I really, I, I opened my mind. So that's a great thing that I've learnt from talking talking with you. So I loved the idea, and and when he talked about, um, he talked about it as being, and this is on my second listen after the, mm. the skeptical Moz went, he talked about yeah. home share rather than room rent, and and yeah, and, yeah, and the whole idea of like the whole notion of well. Let's decide whether your room is is let out furnished or do you want the person to come in and have their own personality? And I just thought this is such – more importantly, I think, in many ways, and I don't know what you, you might want to interrogate this mm. one, more importantly for me than having um, our older Australians or older people in their homes and maintaining their financial security, I really like the idea – I was really drawn to the idea of having younger people that probably don't have older people in their lives anymore – being reacquainted with older age and, and just having someone um, older to be living with and to share yeah. life with. So, I, I really love that.
1: Yeah, I, um, I think home sharing is around now and, and I think there's something in Australia called home share. <laughs> yeah um because at uni I've sort of helped some people find places to live this year and stuff and um and directed them toward that and it's fantastic but it's almost like um the difference between a dating site that's casual (laughs) or a dating site that says no if you actually want to come and like live here for as long as possible that'd be fantastic so longer lease versus you're only a student you'll be there a year I think those kind of differences are great you know sort of saying that but the most thing i loved from riley was his really um highlighting the language issues and the reframing aging as and his thinking it through business eyes like this you know there's so many things that could have been created for um people as they age throughout the life course that haven't been because this has just been an invisible population but the, but younger people and people even with business sense are starting to sense that injustice and, and absolute insanity and thinking, great, well, why doesn't this exist? you know And I love that he called out aging in place because believe it or not, since the day we're born, every one of us is in the process of aging. It's like saying to the university student, you know, who wants to leave their mum's and dad's sort of home, are you going to age in place or are you going to kind of try something new? I'm
0: going to age in a place. I don't know where that is.
1: I really loved his calling out language and his understanding that we have to reframe ageing because it's just bonkers what we're how we're currently framing it. And it just completely limits possibilities for even this kind of thinking. Like, great. Let's create more choices because every one of us, because we all want choices. That's not because it's good for older people or what about Jake? So Jake talked more about the apartment thing, but again, from personal experience of his grandmother who needed a tiny bit of support or maybe even didn't wasn't enjoying so much being on her own, in her own house, and then he was like, you know, why don't we do the golden girls thing or why don't and then he was like looking at apartments and stuff what did you think about about his kind of take on things
0: yeah so so you know i I initially similar similar sort of first reaction and diving a little bit deeper in and that quote i read that he he said and i I love that he said we're building this for ourselves you know like thinking and putting ourselves I, i liked his his kind of mindset where he was thinking about what would he want when he as he aged. And I think that's really important. And I think that that's something that we, we need to do as a society. To, it's just logical. It, it makes sense. Um, it's
1: the one thing we've all got in common, isn't it? Yeah. Well, It's, it's just crazy, this us and them stuff. And,
0: and this this idea, I think I think a mate of mine, Nicole Smith, said, you know, we're, we're all elders in the making. And I've always, that really sticks with me all the time and particularly this came up for me. And, um, you know, like the what if we're in that situation. So I like, I like the idea. I was, I was really intently listening to, you know, some of his strategies and um, he talked about, you know, like if someone, say, starts forgetting their keys or if someone was to leave ovens on or stoves on, there was a sense that people would look out and would notice that. And we do know that as people do get older, and I'm just thinking of someone just up the road here right now. That as things change, you know, nobody. Sometimes people don't notice these things. So that sense of mm. community, look at and looking out for each other.
1: Yeah, I like that. You know, too. was really good, and it
0: would be reciprocal. It would go the other way. You know, because I think one thing that we we do uh, is that we're also perceptive about how others feel. So I'm sure that that it would be looking out for everyone in the community and the kids um, running around. Yeah. But,
1: Absolutely. That fragmented kind of whole world we've got now, I think uh, it always works better in when people live closer together and they're more engaged in each other's lives and, and more invested and there's more of a commitment. And we start to have obligations to the people in our lives, don't we? On many levels. And I think that's really fantastic and something that just the way we've designed our society we've we've definitely lost i mean i i left the saucepan on was it not yesterday but the day before and almost burnt the bottom out of it and yet, when my mother in law did that, everyone had a big family meeting about should she be in aged care. So, um,
0: uh, Daniela, we need to have an intervention on you.
1: Well, well, this is the type of thing, but yeah, there's different times in our lives, especially when we've got a lot of things on, when, when different things happen and we get more forgetful. Um, but that, that's the policy making piece, it isn't a surprise that that happens.
0: What do you say? He said we've been age segregating.
1: Oh, yeah, we have.
0: And so, you know, like when we do that, we lose sight and we don't invest in others, you know. And and, and I think that it's not just age segregating. I was talking to a new neighbour up the road. You know, in our homes we have these driveways, like where I live anyway, you know, and I'm I'm in a, a nice area, so I accept that not everyone lives like this, but even in a apartment box. We have a driveway that goes into like well, we don't, but everyone has a driveway that goes into the garage. And if you have a garage with the stairs that go straight into the house, <laughs> you never need to see the neighbours. Do you know what I mean? And if you yeah, have an apartment sure. block, you can drive in and you might you might mix on the stairs. But it seems that, that as a society we really have started to segregate everyone. I agree, and it's a it's a terrible thing if we think about how our communities function. So we now that we have a dog, we have a puppy, and so and and I know that you're excited by that. So I can see I it am. but the the thing was is that we went out, we would go walking, we bump into Ian down the road. He's got a chocolate Labrador, you know. The lady uh. up the road's got this little squeaky little ball of fluff. I don't know what it is, and you start to talk, and and through that, as we we're walking down the street, we didn't see Ian. And so we messaged because our street has a WhatsApp <sighs> group that we created because of COVID and we found out that Ian had COVID. And so, you know, we were able then to alert to each other because be, I've become more aware of the community through that. And I think that's a great Oh, Moz,
1: I'm so glad you shared that story. That's magical. I really am. Thank you. That's like, I think that's exactly what he's talking about, um, especially Jake. I think you've nailed it there. You're right. People, they have got commitments to one another and they notice.
0: There was one other thing that he did mention that I just wanted to talk about, which I really liked. And he talked about um, the lack of flexibility in some of the options that people have. Um, Where, you know, like there was a guy, I remember a long, long time ago, a guy just wanted to go and have a coffee at this coffee shop that he really liked and sit and read the paper. But there was no one to take him. And he just wanted to do it once a month, you know, that kind of thing. And he didn't have a lot of money, but there was no options for him to do that. Yeah. There was, you know, he had to have a certain amount of hours. booked. So he talked about um, the early days realising that people needed to go grocery shopping or just some transport. Um, And those flexible options I thought he spoke about. Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah, but simple. Like, what's what's happened to us that we can't organize? No, can you imagine
1: though an industry that so thinks it can boss people around and even take government money and say no, you minimum of twenty hours? Mm -hmm. That's that really institutional thinking coming out, and it's like if it was any other business, they'd be like, oh yeah, of course, we'll get one of our staff around there. Like, it's just. Crazy that that's even slipped into home care, but thankfully other people are coming in and saying, "That's not even good business or social thinking. Like, you you don't get to do that to older people anymore or to anyone. It's just dumb
0: customer service. You know what happened yeah. to that model of business." So I, I really liked all the things you talked about and, and it was a real eye opener for me because initially I went into my skeptical mode and I was like, oh, what's, this is a business. And I mean, of course it's a business, it, you know, of course it is. But when I started to dig deeper into what each, you know, Riley and Jake said, I just reflected back and I went, wow. And it, so it was a good episode for me in that way because mm-hmm. it really opened, it showed my bias, you know.
1: Well, for me, I just liked it on face value as I would for any product for anyone of any other age. Yeah, cool. <laughs> do you care, Murray? I
0: certainly do. I care. What about you? I do too. Oh, no. <laughs> and I... I care about our campaign. Then oh, Look, it's really ramping up. You will be the Minister for Aging and Choice <laughs> in no time.
1: Then I'm going to have to be minister for the whole population, because as I said earlier, every single one of us is aging. Well, let's make it minister for raging. <laughs> we're not aging; we're raging. I aging. like it. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm across that. But thank you, Murray. I do appreciate your support, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'll, I'll uh, I'm sure, I'll have a pretty big following. I'll get my mum involved. All right,
0: we'll get it. Well, nice talking to you. I've got. Uh, there's a lot of rain, and a big shout out to all of our friends who are getting flooded. Please take care and our thoughts are are with you. What a terrible, terrible time for many families. So let's hope that we can get it together. I agree, Marie.
1: Wonderful to speak with you. I love it. I really look forward to it. And I'll see you and speak to you next week.
0: Take care.